and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. Hello, it's great to have you with us uh, this day or this evening or whenever you you hear us. We're live in the one thirty to 2.30 or so hour Eastern time, Monday through Thursday. And then, you know, Friday, you know, we take time off to recharge our batteries. I love that one. That's one of my faves, isn't it? Don't you Spend like some, that? Spend some time with the family. Yeah, recharge the old batteries. That's yeah, a good yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and that was before batteries were like a big deal like in yeah. cars. <laughs> okay uh, i got a i got a i got a i got a bite here here we go oh boy um the person speaking first is this guy from the national journal mm-hmm. the person speaking second is the former governor of the state you live in and i live in oh boy. Uh, uh patrick millhouse mccrory right <laughs> And the question revolves around, of course, what would happen if Patrick Milhouse McCrory did not become the Republican nominee um, for um, the position for which he desires, the U.S. Senate. What, what would happen if Ted Budd beat Pat McCrory? Here we go. Guy from the National Journal speaking first here. You said that you would, uh, Brian here with WRL, you said you would accept the results of this primary and support whoever the nominee is. Is that still your position? And if so, why, given all the things you just listed? Still my. Okay, so obviously right before this, Pat McCrory went through the laundry list of uh, reasons that the Ted Bud is a piece of shit. And now, when you, no say, when you say when you say piece of shit, up and when, just is just a when you say piece shit. of shit, he has a commercial. Pat McCrory does literally portraying uh, Ted Bud as a pile of shit in a wheelbarrow. All right, all right, all right. Uh, we we now continue, Pat McCrory. But I will bring out their issue. I'm not going to talk about after the election because we anticipate to win. Yeah. I will say this: if the if the Republicans plan to win in November. Not just in North Carolina, not just in uh, Madison Cawthorn's current district, <laughs> or not just this U.S. Senate seat. I'm saying character and accomplishment have to be part of our resume to convince the 37% of independent voters, which will determine this election in North Carolina. North Carolina is a purple state, believe me, I know, um, who is someone who has learned that lesson. <laughs> and, uh, I get it. And right now, I don't think our current party leader gets it, and neither does Ted Budd. So so that's a yes, it sounds like, <laughs> for supporting the no- eventual nominee out of this. I stuff. think I answered the question, but I will express, we'll see what happens <laughs> after Tuesday. Okay. I am concerned about the direction of my party leaving out those two other criteria, and I'm not going to let that go. I don't think he did answer the question in the way that supposedly you're supposed to answer that question, which is always, well, of course, I will support the nominee of my party. If, if, if that's what the guy, I guess it was he was from WRAL, not the National Journal. But yeah. if that's what he got out of that answer, yeah. I don't think he's a very good listener. I think Pat McCrory essentially said, if Ted Budd, com- complete inadequate putts supported by Donald J. Trump, he's the Trump candidate, but is if he wins 
the primary in a couple weeks. It sounds to me like Pat McCrory is, uh, how should we say it, not going to campaign for Ted Budd. He's not going to <laughs> <laughs> I will not. I will not. Uh, I will not be selected, and I will not ask if. Uh, I will not answer if asked. <laughs> it's the LBJ thing. Uh, yeah, I, that's what it sounds like. And I, I think there's also this cute propensity to for Pat McCoy to kind of portray himself as not the crazy guy. By any well, that's kind of easy to do when when you have other is, people like that. It is, it is. But at the same time, it's pretty easy to remember back to the good old days of the Pat McCrory administration. That was kind of a precursor of the MAGA bullshit that we would see later on. There was a lot of crazy MAGA bullshit that was going on by any other name during the Pat McCrory administration, including the Pecker Checker Bill. Uh, the, you know, you had to use the bathroom that corresponded with the uh, the sex you were assigned at birth. Well, I think what happened, Pat thought that he could play both ends against the middle all right. the time, right? right? Seem like the, the, the normal rational guy, because he had the normal rational guy credentials for the most part, having mayor of Charlotte for about seven terms. And, and he, he had that going for him. And he got swallowed up, not that he's a victim, but he, he did get surrounded by the legislature of this state, which is made up largely on the Republican side of crackpots. And so yes. he had to decide how was he going to survive in a world of crackpots? And the answer is he, he tried to, uh, he tried to triangulate it and get away with agreeing with some ideas and acting as if he was uh, just outraged over other things, but he didn't go hard against the party. It, it, this is the, I mean, he's kind of an uh, an emblem of what Republicans who didn't show up on January 6th to reinstall Trump, what they face across the country, because they're very often running against a nut who denies the outcome of the 2020 election and all those. And that's what Ted Budd is. He's that guy. He's the Trump guy. And um, so I don't feel sorry for Pat, but I get what he's saying. And I do disagree, though, that. He's so worried. He's so worried that Republicans across the country won't be able to win elections unless they uh, nominate normal people. Well, it, that that horse left the barn. Okay, the Republican Party is largely made up now. What's left of it, of you know, the core is nutcases. Oh, forget. But it. but those nutcases are part of a structure, a superstructure led from the top by people who are really, really sons of bitches and still know how to lie and win mm -hmm. elections in this country mm -hmm. and, and deceive and use negative tactics and have tons of money from really sordid people behind them. So we already have minority rule in this country. We, we, how do we have that? Well, we have that because the Republican Party has made sure that any of the original distortions from 1787 – uh, either still exist or have been tweaked for the modern era, including the Electoral College, then later on the U.S. Senate, and uh, with, with gerrymandering supreme, now with computers to do it much better than back in the old days. So they've got that going. So Pat McCrory, I mean, he when he said, I learned the lesson, of course he did. He learned the lesson, and he learned in North Carolina, but I'm not sure North Carolina is the, the, the perfect state for that to 
be a lesson for the whole country. Do you? Yeah, I, I'm not convinced he learned the lesson. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I, well, I, he, got I, beat. he lost. He yeah, lost. Yeah, that yeah but yeah, that I don't think that. I don't think he's. I don't think he's. Because uh, I think he he saw it. He saw it, and he would have probably accepted the Trump. Um, you know, the endorsement if he would have gotten, and he didn't drop off loads of cash down at Merrill Largo like the Bud campaign did. So he didn't know the rules of the game. But I, I, I still, I, I wouldn't trust Pat McCrory. I wouldn't trust Pat McCrory to be. As a, he would be just as radical as a senator as he was as governor, I think, given given the rain, because he's just going to go with the flow. He's very easily he, – he is the kid in high school that would kind of go along with the crowd. And uh, I believe that's that's what he would do as senator. Well, but but your your definition bespeaks Pat McCord becoming another one of those essentially nameless, faceless, useless, not very effective North Carolina Republican senators that we've had except for one that everyone can, but the rest of them are, are mostly forgotten figures. Richard Burr will go down in history. He won't even go down in history. He will no. be forgotten more quickly. No. Okay. Quickly. than yesterday's laundry after you folded it and put it back in the drawer. I, I think when you get Pat McCrory uh, around the Josh Hawley, the Ted Cruz's, mm. that's going to be, he's going to be drinking. You think, the you think no. he'd be one of those guys? I think, you think so. No, I, I, he, he completely shocked me. And he showed me a lot when he was governor. Uh, you remember one of the first protests at the governor's at the at the Capitol. He brought he thought it was really hilarious to bring a plate of cookies out to a lady who was protesting. That was really funny for him to do. That's a fairly radical, funny head head tap of tip of the cap to the MAGA crowd. Once he gets in there and gets comfortable around those guys, he's going to be as nutty as any of those fuckers. Mm. I don't trust I, the guy. I. I don't know. First of all, he w- he won't be able to run that. He wouldn't be able to run that way in the general election. No, he, will he won't be able to. But once guy, he gets there, he he's not going to be the guy. He's going to he's going to lie about what he's going to be, and well, then when he gets but, in there, but, he'll be different. You know, but senators, except for you know, the Ted Cruz's of the world, yeah, they they're not like governors. They don't have to be. They don't have to be that guy. But they've got six the years. Of, they also got six years of protection. You know, you can just you can do whatever you want to. And a, a year in, oh, I made a mistake. Oh shit, we gotta wait five more years to correct this. No one could have guessed the kind of governor that guy would have been based on what kind of mayor he was in Charlotte. That's true. That, no that, one could have guessed that. And he did not campaign as the radical son of a bitch that he became when he was in Raleigh. So I I, I do not trust him. This, all, all of this mealy mouth. Oh, I'm so worried about this, that, and the other. If he becomes the nominee, and I, doesn't that look like a long shot at this point? Isn't Ted Bud still the guy that's well in control of this race? Yes. yes. I I wouldn't put it past Pat McCrory to somehow, some way, cozy up to Donald Trump to get some love. I don't know if Donald Trump would come and campaign for Pat McCrory. I don't it's know too if they do for the that. rally. The, the, the elections, are, you know, the early voting is starting. No, it's no, a, as, as far as getting the nomination for the Republican Party, oh. be the Republican nominee between now and for the to, to cozy up to Donald Trump. I, I would, I wouldn't put it past past Pat McCrory to kiss his ass if that was if that happened. Yeah, yeah, that that that, that that's certainly possible. Prove it's, me wrong, funny. Pat. Prove me wrong. You, you, if we can do a a a pivot based on something you just said, you just mentioned um, the name of a senator from the great state of Missouri, the Show Me State, yeah. uh, Josh Hawley, and show, show uh, me what an asshole you are. Right, right, <laughs> and. <laughs> Um, he has to try to burnish his asshole credentials every day, mm. wakes up every day. The governor of 
Texas wakes up every day, Greg Abbott, what can I do to yeah. be the biggest dick in, in, in the room? Because the guy in Florida, he's doing a good job at it. I got to stay up with him. Ted Cruz is, doesn't even have to try, and he can do something stupid every – and here's the guy out of Missouri, the guy who raised his fist on on January 6th in a picture. That is a – that's a forever picture, don't you think? That is just a just well, a great one. I don't there's know there's your Rorschach test to people who love yeah. democracy. It's awful. And the people who, you know, are supporters of Donald Trump and the cult, they think it's the greatest thing ever, right? Right. So, Hawley, today, today being Tuesday as we speak, uh, brought legislation out, revealed it, that would strip, and I'm quoting here, woke corporations like Disney of special protections enabling companies to hold on to copyrighted material for decades, and he's calling it the Copyright Clause Restoration Act, which would limit copyrighted material to 56 years and apply the new rule retroactively. Now, I'm not a lawyer. I didn't go to law school, but I do know what the phrase ex post facto law is. Right. And that's a law that you pass and you say that applied to you, even though you didn't know it was against the law 30 years ago when you did it. Fuck you. You're going to prison. That's the, the, the workman's definition of an ex post facto law. But there there can be no limit when you're going after Disney right now. Right. So you, oh, you want to make it apply to them. So this is an attempt to essentially open up, say, the copyright on Mickey Mouse, which is one of their original ones, right? Mm -hmm. um, and say that, that the extensions that the Congress would give to uh, companies like this, they, they'd add on 20 years here, 20 years there, and say, no, done. Everybody can use Mickey Mouse. It's like a book written before, I think it's 1926. All books before 1926 have no copyright protection anymore because of the amount of time that's something like, so they want to do that but this is just like with the uh, attack on disney to take away the rights they've had over their their special little area down in florida the the Aridi fork mm -hmm. exception right you know that was targeted that was vengeful it was directly uh, appointed right at a company by a governor this is the same thing by a senator directed at same company, but a company for the express purpose of exacting some kind of revenge because they had an opinion, a corporate opinion about a, a, a state law in Florida. And Josh Hawley must have thought that Ron DeSantis was getting just a little bit too much mileage out of what he was doing. So this would cover uh, Mickey Mouse to the Marvel superheroes, which you know, many of them don't, have been copyrighted right for a long time, too. They're not all brand new. Don't forget The uh, Simpsons is the intellectual property of Disney now. And, and, Britt, they're, they're, you can't name anything that, that might not yeah. be open to the, the, uh, the, the revenge ideas of Republicans. And, and Hawley's the worst. He, he, you know, he's actually said, you can find clips of him saying, if the Republicans get back into power, we're going to do this, this, and, and this was one of the yeah. laundry list that he's put out there that he's going to go after. I actually looked up um, copyrights and, and what it's all about. Since the early 20th century, since the early 20th century, they've adjusted this a bunch of times. Um, when they renew it, you get 28 more years. 
which is a lot better than in Europe, where the copyrights expire really, really quickly. Uh, sound recordings before 1923, no copyright Nothing. protection there in the public domain. Books um, or sound recordings, 1926, all expired by now, none. Um, but in the case of the, the work of, say, Walt Disney, who mm. sat at a table, right, and, and drew Mickey Mouse, there's this phrase called work for hire. If you were involved in a work for hire creative process to come up with something like that, like a drawing or a painting or um, a book or a, or a tele, then you can get that copyrighted. Mm. You can get a copyright. And, and so obviously drawing Mickey Mouse and coming up with cartoon is within that, within that framework. And, and so this, again, how un-American is this, Brit, on a scale of 1 to 10? 10 being really un-American, 1 not being. Where would you put this? Go. 150,000. This is like super un-American. Yeah, it's weird. It's just it's just very very strange to Isn't this weird? They're, they're just they've got such a hard on for Disney right now. Yeah. They've got such a massive unbelievable hard on for Disney that they're going to try to punish them in any way possible. Um and the people who consume this shit, they can't get enough of this Disney stuff. Disney's trying to make your kids gay. Disney's trying to do it's it, it's kind of if it weren't so sad it would be hilarious but that's part of the that's part of the culture wars i guess is that mm -hmm. disney is uh, a lefty organization trying to trying to gay out your kids yeah. <laughs> trying to gay out your kids i i don't know i can't i can't figure it out i mean you know good lord oh uh i don't i don't know if you saw this while we're speaking here uh elon musk has announced that trump will have his suspension lifted there it is. Uh, the minute that he has control of Twitter. So Trump would be able to get back on. But uh, in a uh, usually believable statement by Trump, what was it last week or the week? He said, I have no intent of going. I'm back not going. I don't even want to be back on. I won't go. I won't right. go back on Twitter. Remember that? Such a liar. You remember that? Another. Let's just, I, I want to know, because I think Trump's going to hold out. He's going to get, he's going to want to get paid to get on Twitter. And we'll see how much of an asshole Elon Musk guy is. If he'll pay Donald Trump to come on to Twitter. He won't That'll be him. the real test. See that, that, that's, it's always fun. And I'm not, I'm not a fan of the tactics of, of Elon Musk and a lot of these things, but you can't argue with, you know, every time somebody says you can't do something, he does it yeah. and he does it way better than him. Right. So he is kind of the, the complete bizarro Trump because Trump says, I'm going to do this, 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 this. And he really kind of never does it. He's exactly. kind of wise about it. Exactly. And in the end, he just moves on to the next project. And you're supposed to forget about what he, he lied about. So uh, if Elon Musk says um, you're back on again and, and Trump says, Oh, I'm not coming on. I'm not coming back on unless you pay me. I would say Elon Musk would, would just say, which lake is large enough for you to jump in Trump, <laughs> to get back on here? Okay, okay. You don't have to pay me, but you got to give Don Jr. two Teslas. Two so, Teslas right in the driveway. Wait, I got it. I got it. Maybe Musk will pay Trump $4, which is more than he got in his settlement in his lawsuit against the uh, USFL in the, you know, when, when, uh, when he fucked yeah. that up. Yeah. And, and he, he went and sued them, and the judgment was in his favor, and they awarded him, was it $1 or $2? 
I think with everything else with damage, they're trying to be three dollars and eighty-seven cents or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so like Musk, Musk is, he's a good guy. Give him four. Give him four bucks to get. Call him four dollar Don. I'd love for Elon Musk to take Donald Trump into space and leave him there. I mean, that would be that would be if he wants to do something for the world that would help uh, improve things. Take a SpaceX shot and shoot him out into space, and that'll be the end of it. That'd be that'd be the way to go. By the way, I have another category today. I was hoping you'd pick this, but I hadn't told you about it yet. It is yes. the category, more stupid Trump news. You ready for it? I'm ready for more stupid Trump news because, as you know, I can't get enough of it. And, and uh, this is another revelation from the book from former Defense Secretary Esper. Yeah. Trump was pissed at Admiral McRaven, U.S. Navy Admiral McRaven, because McRaven criticized him, and Trump wanted McRaven to re- be recalled back to duty so he could get court-martialed, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, let's think about it. Now, in case the name Admiral McRaven doesn't mean anything to you, he was the guy that oversaw the special ops team that took out Osama bin Laden in 2011. And if you've ever seen Admiral McRaven speak and talk and have opinions, he's one of those people where you go, gee, if we could just have people like that maybe running for high office, and of course he's too smart for that, doesn't want any part of it. He's a really solid guy. He's a really solid guy, and I, I haven't ever detected any uh, political bias on his part. He's a good guy. So, of course, that's threatening to Trump, as you know. Um, but but think of the um, think of the idea of McRaven's retired, and Trump is demanding that he be reactivated so he can then fire him and court-martial him and embarrass him. What, what planet does that happen on? What, 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 what planet is that? <laughs> it's pretty funny. I mean, some of the stuff yeah. that's some of the stuff yeah. in the book, and you, you, you mean we we talked about the argument that you know if, if there wouldn't have been some people around to uh, kind of stop Donald Trump from doing shit, that it would have been way worse. And and certain people have made that argument in about five different books now. You're right. This this really kind of goes forward with the idea that thank God there were some people that were pushing back on this bullshit. But th- this is all about personal humiliation. Or, or Trump's desire to be the big dick in the room. And yeah. the biggest dick in the room gets to reach back into someone's career who has criticized and make him come back. <laughs> Assume, I mean, the, again, this is almost too stupid to talk about, <laughs> but okay. Why do you want to reactivate um, me? Are we going to war? No, I, I want to punish you. I want to reactivate oh, you. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here we go. The report adds that Trump told Secretary Esper that Milley uh, and he told Esper and uh, General Milley that McRaven and Stanley McChrystal, remember him? Yeah. The other general, that yeah. guy? They were so disloyal because of what they were doing and they'd said about him. Trump, you, Trump isn't just a snowflake. He's a fucking mountain of, of snowflakes. He's so, God, you talk about it. He can't handle it. Uh, Esper writes that Trump was spun up by media stories in Breitbart that alleged that McChrystal was advising Democrats how to use artificial intelligence to track down and counter Trump supporters. Well, if it was in Breitbart, it was surely true. So, oh, yeah, that happened. Yeah. According to Esper, Trump was dissuaded from his court martial scheme threat 
after General Milley promised to personally call the officers and ask them to dial it back. <laughs> Stop. Dial it back. Dial it back. God damn it, Trump. Dial could, could it you, back. Could you people stop spouting so much truth? Because we he can't handle it. Baby Huey cannot handle it. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's let's do a little uh, uh, unemployment sports story. You can cancel your GoFundMe account that you'd set up for Tom Brady. Yeah that was going to be activated after he retired because apparently he, he does have, he does have a gig. He's all signed up to be the uh, guy sitting in the booth next to whoever is doing play by play on Fox in a couple years. I think it's uh, Hartman is uh, Tom Hartman's. I don't know who the hell's doing it. Um, David uh, Hartman. Gonna be the, huh? David Hartman. <laughs> David Hartman, David Hartman. Good morning, America. Jesus Christ, stop it. <laughs> the bold ones. David Hartman, the bold ones. Um, now, th- this is, I find it an interesting story only for this reason. Yeah. Because it's another example of um, they never learn their lessons. These people who run big networks who are in charge of hiring people for, for important sports positions, like being the color guy on the Fox NFL broadcast. It's a big deal. You know, Troy Aikman's been doing it for, for many, many years. And by the way, he was dreadful for a couple of years till he learned the ropes, but what better way to learn the ropes than in the most high profile job out there, but he did it. He did it. And now he's, he's, he's good. Well, you and saw the deal. Even, even John Madden wasn't all that great at first. Exactly. And he exactly. The best ever. Right. And, and, um, Tom Brady is never going to be John Madden. No one is ever going to be John Madden. No, but Tom Brady to me, it's just, just listening to him, seeing him at press conferences, hearing him on talk radio and, and uh, he's one of these guys, he's good for a, about a, a minute, minute and a half, and then that's about it. There's not much going on there. He's not very, really that animated of a guy, but maybe he is. Maybe he is, and maybe they know that he is going to be you know, like Tony Romo or or, well, or that's the other standard. Who really, right, who made the, the quick transition. But yeah, T- Tony Romo came out of the box and was really, really good. And yeah. there's, that's extremely rare. This may be the the one time where Tony Romo gets to be better than Tom Brady. Well, but, uh, but 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 at least I I think you know they they had Tony Romo do practice games and and audition yeah. things where people could could see what he was about. This one feels to me like fuck. We don't care. We're he's Tom Brady. Yeah, give him it. the gig. Well, there's no it. question about it. Hey, look, there's, there's going to be there's going to be a number of people that tune in just because Tom Brady's calling the game. I mean, yeah, I wasn't, happen. You know, I was never interested in NFL football, but now that Tom Brady is on the broadcast, I'm going to watch it. Of course, it, I don't I don't care if it's Jaguars against Chargers. If Tom Brady's calling it, I'm there. No, I didn't. It's, it's silly. It's silly. And maybe he'll be fine. I mean, I mean, he'll, he'll work harder. He'll be more prepared than anybody's sure. ever been prepared. He'll sleep you in a hyperbolic that. chamber. He'll eat nothing but kale right. all of that shit. I, right, right. He's not. He's obviously not going to phone it in. That's not how. That's the not reason that you're fascinated by this is because you never were able to find people who could not find a way to stop paying you money. There's this. This guy can't find people who will stop throwing money. Please stop paying me millions of millions of dollars. Please right. stop. It, it it took you long enough, but you finally got to the the core of the issue for yes. us. 
He's making way more money than we do. <laughs> he just That's can't find uh, anywhere he turns. There's people willing to throw barrelfuls of cash. And they're backing Brinks truck into his yard. It's like, please, I cannot have another Brinks truck in the house today. Could you please? I'm going to schedule this for next week. There's too many Brinks trucks dropping off money at my house. I mean, you know, and I love the idea that it's like whenever he's ready. Whenever he stops playing football, I don't care if it's two years from now, five years from now, three years, it doesn't matter. We're, we'll take him whenever. We'll just take him whenever, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. yeah. I, I, look, I mean, I, mean I, I, I get it, but then I, I, I kind of I don't get it because you always have to wonder whether a guy like Tom Brady wants to spend, you know, the next 10 years or whatever – doing what that job entails, which is, you know, you have to fly, you have to go around the, and I know it, it isn't in the back of a Madden bus. Okay. No, with, with, with some guy taking a shit right across the aisle from you in the bathroom. He'll <laughs> go first class. I know it's, it's not that tough, but for, for 20 uh, weeks out of the year, you basically have to work two days. So you're, you're essentially working 40 days. Now, if you do the Super Bowl, that's probably a week. It's 47. So you're essentially working 47 days. I think, I think you can hack it. I think you'll be all right. Oh, I, I, I've got a Jeopardy conspiracy theory. Oh, no. And, and, and I'm not, and I don't read, you know, there's a, a, a million things on Twitter and, and sites about Jeopardy, and, and I don't read any of them, but this is just mine based on, on, on what's happened. Because last Friday, I think we talked about this on the previous Brad and Britcast, the 23-game-in-a-row winner lost the game, uh, Matea Roach. And that's the end. Fine. She'll come back on the Tournament of Champions in the fall. Fine. And be famous and made some money. But I just find it too perfect. It's too perfect that her last day was the last recording of a Jeopardy episode in this group of shows hosted by Ken Jennings. This week, now, the show is back under the uh, hosting duties of uh, Miam Balyek or whatever the hell, well, I don't know what the hell her name is. Um, how is, that's just too perfect, that the person with a giant streak... That streak ended with Ken Jennings as the host, the guy who uh, holds the all-time record. It's, it's too perfect. I don't know. I can't prove anything. I don't know what it means. But it just it's too clean. It, it, it just, it, it's just something about a, it. And I, remember, I remember when uh, Jeopardy! James finally had his streak come to an end. There were a lot of conspiracy theories that he was tired of it. He couldn't handle the pressure. And Old Bowser? Yeah. Well, he, yeah, was, yeah. He, couldn't, he, would, he couldn't handle the pressure, and he was done with it, and he had made a lot of money, and he was and he kind of – by the way, when he lost, that was like one of the most exciting Jeopardy! games I've ever seen. That, he, that was amazing. Now, now, he was the guy that kind of introduced the, the uh, concept – and the betting ideas mm. of poker and and changing your bets right. and, and and not going down a a, a group of, of clues, you know, picking out the one that you th- it might be uh, the the double jeopardy thing, right? That that's him, right? He's that guy. Because he think introduced he was- he, he's like money balled. He money balled Jeopardy. Okay, how about I think he wasn't he a professional gambler? Uh, it could have been. He, I think he, he was. I think he was like. That's what I'm saying. He moneyballed yeah. Jeopardy. 
Yeah, he brought some of those concepts in, so there were some uh, conspiracy theories there. Yeah. The president had a uh, press conference answering questions about the economy, talking about uh, mostly inflation. Uh, governor, uh, former governor of Florida, current Senator Rick Scott, has called on President Biden to resign, uh, saying that he has fucked up the uh, inflation thing in America and he should get out of office. Uh, the president responding to some of those comments today, saying that Rick Scott is unfit, unwell, and should resign. The man has a problem. <laughs> that was no, part no, of what no, 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 Rick, no, Rick, wait a minute. Put, put that I think he also said that about Rick Scott, though, as well. I think he also responded in kind by saying that Rick, Rick Scott should resign and he's not well. Mm. I'll go to the actual story. See, I so. thought that that's what Rick Scott said about Biden. I think not Biden. Let me let me. Uh, there's some, the, there's some, somebody screwed that up. I, that not not you and not me, but but I think in the reporting of that, I think they messed that following up. Following his Rick, speech on inflation, the uh, CBS senior White House and political correspondent Ed O'Keefe asked Biden to respond to Scott's remarks. I think the man has a problem. During his speech, he goes back. Yeah, so of course the yeah that's not a good headline, but he did say that Rick Scott does have a problem. So I, do you think the president should go ahead and resign now, or just go ahead? The Republicans should go ahead with impeachment papers. I'm going to go with Rick Scott has a problem. Do I have to pick go one with Rick or the Scott. other? Yeah, listen, and then there listen, was. Listen, I, I will say that this, this this I will say it's very uncomfortable watching Joe Biden stumble through speeches. Is it it's really? It's really? painful. It is. He he really he really has. Tr- he really has trouble reading almost as much as I do speaking here, <laughs> getting through speeches on the teleprompter. Okay. Uh, Biden pushes but, back. With but here's the point. Yeah, here's sure. the point. We, we don't elect a president who is the winner of the debate society elocution contest. Mm-hmm. We don't. If we did, we wouldn't elect anybody in their upper 70s pushing 80 because mm-hmm. there's hardly anybody at that age, who Trump can't read a speech either. He's terrible. He's dreadful. Um, And that being said, I don't really care. It's uncomfortable. I get it. It's a target. It's not helpful that that Joe Biden is not as eloquent as he was when he was 50. But I don't care how he speaks. It's what he does. It's, it's what his ability to process information leads to for the country. And as far as I'm concerned, Joe Biden has been a good president. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden has, in several areas, been fantastic. And he will never get any credit for it. And he may get swamped at the polls here in, in November, his party. And he may not even be a two-term president. But I think he has done some very good things, including the way we've conducted ourselves against the Russians in Ukraine. And I'm I'm pretty sure that his judgment has been very I'm 100 percent sure it's been very, very sound in not taking the bait mm-hmm. and not getting us to be directly in opposition to Russian forces there putting american troops on the ground you can make an argument that i'm full of shit and of course this is already an active war by any other name what am i thinking i'm crazy we're giving them everything possible except for nuclear bombs and boots on the ground short of that let her rip so it's already a war 
Well, based on Putin on May 9th and his pathetic speech by Soviet Union standards of the last 75 years on on days where they hold those parades in Red Square, he was a puss. He was a wussy. Did you hear that they didn't even do a flyover at that parade on Monday? You know why they didn't do the flyover? Because Putin couldn't be sure that he wasn't going to get Anwar Sadated, that they weren't going to bomb him <laughs> into the Stone Age. I love that. While he was speaking, his own I military. I love that that's his life now. I do love that that's his life, that he's got his head on a swivel looking over his shoulder at all times thinking somebody's going to take him out. That yeah. that That is one small piece of of greatness that I can take from the situation. Yeah, remember Anwar Sadat, he didn't get bombed, but but the soldiers who were marching, they a couple of them turned and they, you know, they they uh they, they gunned him down right there at one of those kind of military show parades. Um so on, on that score, that's a big deal. The the two biggest issues that are creating inflation that you can actually see and touch are COVID and what it's done to the economies of the world and the war in Ukraine. Those are both. And they're out of the control of any president. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't matter. I understand that. I get it. And I, I almost cringe, but I do cringe when I see that Joe Biden is forced. He must give a speech on how he takes inflation seriously, how he's going to do something about it and of course no president can do anything specifically about inflation the same people who always say the free market will always take care of problems in our economy are the ones screaming loudest why hasn't joe biden stopped inflation right republicans they were supposed to be the pro-business free market solves all problems deregulate everything what a, so, but now because they don't have to do that they can be on the other foot as the opposition. This is Joe Biden's inflation. And Joe Biden says it's Putin's inflation. And, um, and we have a consumer price index coming out on Wednesday. It could be bad. It could be over 8% again. This is the uh, question he was asked, uh, pushed back when pressed to take responsibility for inflation, saying the policies helped, not hurt. He's saying this is his top <laughs> of his uh, domestic agenda. Uh, so he is, they've, they've asked him to take ownership of it. They were, and he was saying, no, we've, we've done all that we can. We're going to continue to do a lot more. Inflation continues to be on the mind of every American because you're reminded of it every day. Every day you pass by a gas pump or go to a store or do anything, you're reminded of inflation. That's why it's so pernicious. But you're right. As far as specific policies, all you can do is make sure that the guy at the Fed has a steady hand. That seems to be going on right now. Um, and, you know, Jerome Powell, when, with his remarks when the Fed met and they were raising the rates last week, said that there's still a lot of good stuff to say about this economy. Employment is still very low. And at the best, the best thing they're hoping for now is going to be uh, what they call that soft landing, right? That's what you're hoping. And it's not going to happen. And and anything that, that, that you say, anything that you say that smacks of positivity about anything is always crushed with, yeah, but what about inflation? It does not matter. It does not matter that millions of people have jobs now that did not have them a year ago. They don't sit there and go, well, got a job. 
So I don't, I'm going to disregard inflation because the policies that help get me, it doesn't work that way. I think they, I think the UNCG School of Business had a, had a study that they found there's 11 million job openings nationwide. That is some sort of record. So for these people that are going to be graduating soon, there's going to be 11 million different, I mean, it's going to be, a, that's positive, right? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Don't <laughs> use that. Listen closely. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Except the rate of inflation. That is all that matters. Because so, now, now the the three and a half percent mortgage is is five and a quarter. Yeah. It, it just doesn't matter. And how many days in a row? And we've got one this day. You know, gasoline prices now at a new record. New record. Mm-hmm. And there. No other statistic is going to matter. And and if that number that comes out on Wednesday and the consumer price index is still headed north, you know, you can bet your bippy that we're, we're many months away from it peaking and starting to moderate. And uh, you'll see even more selling in financial markets. Panic is setting in. Um so it's 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 a bad it's a bad scene. But the good news is, things change sometimes really really quickly because mm-hmm. they were really really good till they got really really bad almost overnight. It did happen. And so it, it yeah. could work the it could work in the other direction too. And any any uh, bit of good news will be jumped upon. Um, I mean, if if Putin tomorrow said, "I win, we're done," thank Pulled you. Pulling out, yeah. Yeah, you'd you'd see a, a rally that would you know blow your pants off in the markets. You would, because they would make the economic calculation that well maybe they can start to to grow wheat and and the other crops in Ukraine, the breadbasket of the world again, and start to export food again, and that would start to immediately be reflected in the price of some commodities that have been at record level. I mean, so it's all connected. It is all connected, and. Um, if that did happen, would Joe Biden get any credit no. for no. Uh, putting Putin in the position where he had to back? No, he wouldn't. Of course he wouldn't. Of course he would. So, um, are we, but, what, you know, Joe Biden's a big boy. He took the job. Are the we, uh, are we clutching the pearls over protesters going to Supreme court justices homes, Brad? This seems to be it's not uh, a question of clutching the pearls. Yeah. It's a question of don't give them shit to divert the discussion because think about it it's with with the right-wingers and the anti-abortionists and the fox news exploiters and liars this allows them to put the graphic up at the beginning of every hour every hour that uh, judge alito's home was surrounded by people yelling at him right that's the issue it yeah. isn't the decision yeah. itself it isn't what repealing Roe versus Wade is going to do. It's the lack of decorum. It's the lack of class. It's the same people who complained about January 6th. This is worse than that. And I've already heard that one. You've heard it too, right? Mm-hmm. This is worse than that. And it's it's not, but it doesn't matter. Now, the two stories that, that, that among the Fox News crowd is, number one, the leak. The leak is the worst thing that's ever happened. And the second worst thing that's ever happened is protesters going to uh, Supreme Court justices' homes. Well, 
I, I don't know. I, I think you've got twins there. I don't think you have to pick one or the other. <laughs> That's right. One and one A. <laughs> right, right. Um, Although I, I, I think when we, when we find out, there's, there's a 50-50 shot we find out this was a conservative that leaked this. I'm pretty sure of that. It's going to be interesting to see how they pivot off of that when they find out that it was some conservative that was trying to lock in those justices to make sure that the babies were saved from being murdered. You know what would happen if that was revealed? Yeah. They would ignore it. They would ignore it, and it never happened, and it doesn't matter because now it will be the greatness of the decision itself. You see, you can't win. You can't can't win. But can't you also make the person who did it, who leaked it into a hero? Can't they also be a hero who's going to speak at the Republican convention? Right. Of course they'll be a hero. Of course they'll be. They would be a goat if it was a lefty. They're a hero if – if uh, if they're uh, a conservative, if they're if they're anti-abortion, and they were trying to do what you just said, lock in the yep. lock in the five votes. I mean, Brit, yeah, it's a it's it's shifting priorities. It's uh, it's excuses of convenience for everything that's done. I mean, look, we you know, Trump is still alive after six years of there's yeah. nothing he can't do. There's nothing he can do that can't be excused. Correct. There's just nothing. That's right. So, um, yeah. I, are, are you going to intimidate a Supreme Court judge to change their mind by going out there and screaming? Of course not. And uh, I would even go so far as to say you might actually uh, get them to lock in their vote even more against that. But um, it's it's not a good look. You don't want to even be in a position of defending it. And it's not about freedom of speech or the First Amendment. Jesus, you can't use that as a defense of doing stupid shit when you know that they do that all the time. Remember, was it legitimate political discourse at the Capitol? On, you know, this is actually much more identifiable as legitimate political discourse to protest in front of some. Of course it is. But you can't say that. No. You can't say that because you shouldn't be doing it. How about yeah. that? So uh, I'm glad you brought that up, though. Yeah. I'm, it's a, it's I'm one of those uh, it's one of those unforced errors that they always talk about in tennis and stuff like that. Right. It, it, and it, to even say, but you can certainly understand why people want to do that. Oh, this is what we do. This is the United States of America. Yeah, we yeah. don't lock people up for doing this, at least for now. We don't lock people up for, for peacefully protesting. Um, but I mean, you, you got to figure out you know, what, what do you get the most mileage out of here? And it's it does get back to Barack Obama. Don't boo, vote. <laughs> That's right. Don't boo, vote. 